Happy Friday! Wendy's is partnering with Google to create an ordering chatbot for their drive throughs And I know for certain the first thing I'm going to say to it, Good evening, Wendy. Shopify have abandoned their push into the logistics business by selling Six River Systems along with layoffs of 20% of their staff. They purchased Six River Systems in 2019 for $450 million. All eyes were on Google this Wednesday as they held their annual developer conference I.O. in Mountain View, California. Highlights include Bard, their ChatGPT competitor, uh, is now public uh, at bard.google.com. On the roadmap is adding support for other languages and other forms of input like images and audio. Palm 2, a new language model that powers Bard, was released as well. Uh, Music LM is a text-to-music AI tool where you can provide a prompt like soulful jazz for a dinner party and it'll generate songs for you. You can listen to some examples on their research page, which is in the links in the description. Universal Translator, where you can dub videos in a different language using AI, uh, got demoed at Google I.O. as well. The translated version is made to sound like the original voice and the video is edited so that the lips match the translated version. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Google are also working on adding AI to their existing products. You'll be able to generate AI responses to search results, convert text messages you're writing into different writing styles like excited, chill, or Shakespeare, if you really want, and use AI to extract or remove elements from photos. For example, you can reposition or remove items and improve the colour of the sky without affecting the rest of the photo. So kind of similar to what Apple has, you know, where you can cut out parts of an image. Uh, but, you know, Google demonstrated some interesting things where you could, you know, move a park bench and, um, you know, selectively change the colour of the sky without affecting the buildings uh, in between. Google Maps is getting immersive view, where you can view digital models of cities, including traffic simulations, bike lanes, complex intersections, and parking based on billions of street view and aerial images. GitHub Copilot finally has a competitor, Juit AI for Google Cloud. What I think is most exciting about this is having a new UI for cloud platforms. Currently, you have to wade through UIs like AWS Console and massive amounts of documentation to use these platforms. AI text prompts are an interesting solution to simplify this, where you can write, help me deploy my app on Cloud Run, then see relevant documentation and CLI commands surfaced by the AI without leaving your IDE. In a previous post, I linked to a few clips of a pocket-sized wearable that was recently demoed in a TED Talk by a startup called Humane, uh, which was founded by ex-Apple employees Imran Shaldiri and Bethany Bongiorno, who worked on the development of the iPad. The full talk is now available on YouTube, and it's worth a watch. While big tech companies like Meta and Apple are betting big on AR, VR devices that you strap onto your head, physically separating you from the world around you, Humane is taking a different approach of trying to make technology invisible and integrated seamlessly into our lives. Its wearable device can translate live from your pocket in an AI-generated voice that sounds like you. 
they've partnered with OpenAI. Uh, project a user interface onto your hand for receiving a call and take videos from your pocket so that you can be more present in a moment while also recording it. It reminds me of Golden Krishna's book, The Best Interface is No Interface. I'm really excited to see what they develop with this philosophy. Researchers have developed a model that they claim excels in behavioural and neural data and can decode activity from the visual cortex of the mouse brain to reconstruct a viewed video. They've published a paper about it in Nature. This is definitely getting into freaky territory. One of the major drawbacks with tools such as OpenAI is privacy and data security. Entering work information into ChatGPT leaks IP to OpenAI, who could use that data for training or any way they like. Companies such as JP Morgan and Amazon have banned employees from using ChatGPT, and the list is growing. Private GPT is a new project that addresses this concern by providing a GPT model that you can run locally without an internet connection. You provide a .txt file, uh, or multiple files, uh, with your data set to ingest, and then ask questions via the command line. It takes around 20 to 30 seconds for a response, which is slower than ChatGPT in BARD, but without the data security concerns, and free. Also at Google, a leaked internal document from an AI researcher suggests that neither Google nor OpenAI have a moat, and open source AI is quickly catching up. Meta's LLAMA model that was leaked at the beginning of March has helped the open source community improve quickly, in a matter of days in some cases, to the point where the barrier to entry for training and experimentation has dropped from the total output of a major research organization to one person an evening, and a beefy laptop. I encourage you to read the whole article. It's an interesting take on the 2023 AI arms race. Meanwhile, over at Meta, they've released ImageBind, where you can generate AI output from a range of different media, also known as multimodal AI. For example, you can provide an audio clip of some running water and an image of some apples, and the AI will return an image of a bowl of apples under a running tap. So what have I been reading? Well, over the last few days, I've been really enjoying content from David Heinmeier Hansen, the creator of Ruby on Rails and co-founder of Basecamp, an online project management tool. If that wasn't enough, he's also won Le Mans, the 24-hour endurance car race in France, and written the business book Rework with Jason Fried. The cool thing about Basecamp is that they resisted the standard Silicon Valley approach of raising as much money as possible and instead focused on creating a sustainable, profitable business. I know, how radical. <laughs> uh, but it's paid off. He commissioned a Pagani Zonda HH and apparently bought a vacation home in Italy just so they could drive the thing. Jeff Bezos is also an investor. Having read Rework over a decade ago, I rediscovered him the other day when devs on Twitter were discussing his recent post on programming types and how, quote, TypeScript sucked out much of the joy I had writing JavaScript. This is something that I can relate to. I personally feel like I've spent more time debugging TypeScript errors than I've ever lost due to errors that would have been caught in a type-safe environment. One of my favourite posts is his take on how the startup scene has gotten crazy with people chasing unicorn status rather than building things that actually add value to society. The quote,
quote goes, Part of the problem seems to be that nobody these days is content to merely put their dent in the universe. No, they have to fucking own the universe. It's not enough to be in the market, they have to dominate it. It's not enough to serve customers, they have to capture them. As you can see, he's uh, not afraid to speak his mind, which makes his content all the more fun to read. You can read his tech takes on his blog and find out more about him on his personal website. Also, while it takes a while to get through, his three-and-a-half-hour podcast episode with Tim Ferriss is a great listen. Well, that's a wrap again. All of the links are available in the corresponding newsletter article. And uh, have a great weekend.